everyone, welcome to crossover event number four, where we're going to be talking to Lena Quintanilla Perez. I am Kate, host of But Why Though, the podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that matter and ask the question, but why though? And today, my co-hosts are Brittany and Justine from It's About Damn Crime. Hey, guys. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you tell everybody what your podcast is about for a little bit? Would you like me to do that, Brittany? Yes, go for it, Okay. Uh, so we host a true crime podcast where we focus on people of color. That's basically it. We also just talk a lot of shit to each other. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and I have to say, I like to consider myself a, a true crime junkie. And I don't know about 90% of the cases you guys cover. And that is awesome. So I'm like yeah, super happy I'm- every time I listen to you guys. Yeah, there's so many of them like we've never heard of. So we just mm-hmm. Google and someone pops up and we're like, okay, there's enough information here to do an episode. We're doing it. So. <laughs> Sometimes there's not enough information yeah. and we just got to. That's when we just... extra talk crap to each other. Yeah. We got to some time. <laughs> um, so I figured we'd start off with some questions. First one are, what are your feelings about Selena? And what's your favorite memory of Selena? And how did she or did she not impact you? Want to start, Brittany? No. Go ahead. I never want to start. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love Selena. Always and forever. Um, She's, I think my, my memory about her, because I was so young and she died in 90, 95? 95. Yeah. Yeah. So she died in 95 and I was six. Yeah, I think I was six, whatever. And so I don't know. I don't remember about her death. The first thing I, the first time I remember hearing about her was like, I watched the movie. Yeah. And so I watched the movie. I bawled like a baby. It was so sad. And then my, uh, my mom told me about her. And so that's how I found out how I really, really, really got like um, interested in Selena and her life and what she's accomplished. Um, but yeah, and she, I, I saw her and I was like, oh, like she's, you know, Mexican American. I'm Mexican American. And she did all this stuff. So why couldn't, like, she was a businesswoman. She had a music career. I mean, who knows what it would have transpired to if she did not die. She would have been, she would have done, had so many more hits. She would have been Beyonce before Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, so it was just very inspirational to me to see her. And like her first language was English. My first language was, you know, is English. She learned Spanish. Did I learn Spanish? No. No. (laughs) Did I attempt? I attempted like a million times, but never, I mean, I know a little bit, I can understand it, but I can't speak it fluently. So, um, but yeah, she, she just inspired me to just be like, just not give a shit about what anybody else thinks, do what you feel is right. And, uh, just be the best person that you can be. And if you want to do something, put your mind to it and you fucking do it. Just like, just like we're doing the damn podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, insert preach gift right here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, me and Justine were talking about doing this true crime podcast for about a year, and then we finally sat down. And we're like, we need to yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, we can absolutely <laughs> do this. Yeah. Um, I think mine. You know, same story. It was I grew up in a neighborhood with 
mostly white kids. I've said it a thousand times. And I, I honestly didn't even know that I was Mexican for a long, like I thought, I knew I was Mexican. That's not true. I thought everyone <laughs> that had um, brown hair was Mexican and everyone that had blonde hair was white. Like that was my <laughs> thinking in life. <laughs> um, and then I think when I was about six, like someone told me like, that's not how it works. Just figure it out. Um, <laughs> but it was so cool to see someone that looked like me doing amazing things. And she was not, like Brittany said, she was not a Spanish speaker. I've gotten so much crap my whole entire life for not speaking Spanish. I do not speak a word. So, I mean, she could fake it. I can't fake it a little bit. If you <laughs> listen to our podcast, you will know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just cool to see someone that was, you know, brown yeah. <laughs> doing amazing things and and I me too I didn't know about her until after she was already dead which is like a shame because I I mean I really feel like she didn't get that huge toll yeah because she was only 23 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for me it's pretty much echoing that same sentiment like I I'm super brown you can't really tell because my lighting is like really like in my face right now <laughs> <laughs> so like my mom had that race talk with me really really early but I was I was four when she died so I don't I wasn't making memory my, like my own memories I have right. memories of because my cousins were all older than me and we were all in ballet folklorico from like the time we were little and like uh, well, we were super Mexican that much I will say <laughs> Um, and so every little girl had Selena things, like even after she died, like my favorite doll was a Selena doll that they made when the movie yeah. came out and mm, it had her purple, her, her purple jumpsuit and it was so yes. awesome. And that, that was my favorite doll. I barely speak Spanish. Like I could probably get by, but because I didn't speak it my entire life and my entire family's first language, at least from the older people was all Spanish. They make, mm -hmm. they call me coconut all the time because I'm also like, <laughs> like, I'm one of two brown cousins. Like everybody else is like super, super fair skinned. And so they call us coconuts. And I'm like, this really sucks. And then my mom, I, I remember one of my first memories is going to watch the movie with my mom in the theater because my mom took me to go watch it because she didn't see any other like role models for me. And so mm -hmm. she was like, I need to make sure Selena is really prominent in your life. Um, and my cousin, she was really important for my cousin. She was really important for me. And like, I can't explain why I cry when I hear dreaming of you. I just do. Like I get super yeah. emotional because there hasn't been anybody like her since. And like, I know mm -hmm. you can't replicate that type of stardom, but like just in ways of like representing for Mexican Americans, like that's not really there. Like there are more Latinos in the spotlight now, but there there are hardly any Mexican Americans. And we're always shown with accents and we're always shown as immigrants. And it's like, she was a Tejana, like to define it for people who don't know, Tejana or Tejana or Tejano means that you, your family goes back to Texas from before it was Texas. Um, mm -hmm. when it was Mexico, because guess what? We've been here forever. <laughs> and for me, that that's really, really important and to see that type of like Chicano identity like just up front 
Like I haven't got that since. And it makes yeah. me really sad when I think about it, but it also makes me really happy because I got to experience her and I got to feel that like power in my life. However, I still haven't been to the Selena Memorial and I'm really sad about that because we went to Corpus <laughs> like every summer. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason we never went was because my dad is super impatient and there was always huge lines like to get into oh. the surrounding area. And my dad was just like, I'm not dealing with this. And like, we're just drive by. Oh man. And I, like, I support your dad's decision to drive by. Stop <laughs> waiting online. I would. Well, I would. Dad, <laughs> pump the brakes. Let me out. I'll wait in the line. I'll call me. you when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Just slow down to about 10 miles an hour. Barrel roll out. It's fine. You don't have to yeah. stop. <laughs> The Hano is also not just how people define themselves, it's also a genre of music, and specifically it's Texas folk music, and it refers to the music of Mexican-Americans in Texas, and I don't really know how to describe it other than a lot of accordions and really, really male-dominated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is, like, is Hano music nailed in it. a nutshell. You nailed it. <laughs> Um, and then another term I'll probably use is Chicano or Chicana, which means specifically a Mexican-American. And usually this means second or third generation, somebody who wasn't born in Mexico. And Mexico is something in their descendants, but they're first and foremost, Amer American is mixed in there. Um, and like for me, like I'm third generation, my family's weird. Like technically half of me has always been in Texas, but the other half of me hasn't. Mm. <laughs> It's very confusing. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm brown. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what generation. I think I'm I think I'm also third generation. I think I'm fourth. Yeah, I think I'm fourth, actually. Yeah. No, I think I'm third. Uh I don't know. Third. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> not all brown people are Mexican. And I think that's also important to like point out about Selena. I think other Latinos are drawn to her because she is really important, but I think specifically Mexican-Americans are drawn to her because she's one of the very few people that actually represents us. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a really quick, like, down and dirty Wikipedia facts about Selena really quickly, um, because uh, we want to talk about the stuff that we always talk about. We want to talk about the true crime for... Uh, for Brittany and Justine, and I want to talk about the why, but why those? Um, so Selena was born April 16th, 1971, and she was an American singer, songwriter, spokesperson, model, actress, and fashion designer called the Queen of Tejano Music, also La Reina, if you ever see any Mexicans <laughs> post anything about anything and they use the words La Reina, they are talking about Selena. Um, her full name is Selena uh, Quintanilla Perez, but she's She's like Madonna. She's Selena. We're not talking about Selena Gomez. I remember that from your Y'all Selena episode that you did. <laughs> and it broke my heart. Oh, the poor younger generations. <laughs> I also have a theory that if you were born after she, was, she already died, you do not understand the importance of Selena. Like, no. At no. all. No. Mm-mm. And it makes me really yeah. sad. And I want to just like run around with like a Selena Bible and just like knocking on like all their doors. <laughs> Have you heard the word of our Lord and Savior, Selena? Up I mean, I want to do that. 
you I can really start with to. dreaming of you and work your way backwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy now. Like when you talk, um, when you mention about Selena to like the younger kids, the younger generation, they're like Selena Gomez. No, no. I'm no. never talking about Selena Gomez but when I, I'm talking about Selena. I love Selena Gomez, but if I say Selena, I'm going to say Selena Gomez if I'm referring to Selena Gomez. There's only but one Selena. Selena. Yeah. Exactly. So when I say Selena, I'm just, I'm talking about Selena. Hello. <laughs> oh man, I get mad. It, it, it's actually funny because Adrian and his wife are like uh, younger than uh, than Matt and I, and um, his his wife is actually a lot younger. And she's like, it's 22 years later. Why does everybody care? And I'm like, really? Really? Mm. Oh, it Hello. breaks my heart. But breaks my heart too. <laughs> so people listening, please make me a Selena Bible. Cut out pictures, put in little <laughs> EPs, make me happy. I will spread the word far and wide. <laughs> um, and then, and then make, make copies and then we'll do the same thing. Yep. And we can start like a Selena like missionary system where everybody tells like three or four friends about <laughs> Selena. <laughs> it's not a cult so long as we don't do anything bad. Right. That's true. <laughs> um, so her contributions to music and fashion made her one of the most celebrated Mexican-American entertainers of the 20th century. Billboard magazine named her the top-selling Latin artist of the 1990s decade, while her posthumous collaboration with Matt Cosmetics became the best-selling celebrity collection in cosmetics history. I am still extremely pissed I did not get that red lipstick. I didn't get it either, girl. It's fine. Oh, the lines I'm were sure you can insane. Find it on eBay for like a billion dollars. Oh my, you probably find yeah. it on, I mean, on eBay, it's probably not going to be that much. I don't know. No, my cousin, she works for Mac. So every time like a collection like this comes out, she buys like one whole set and then she'll resell it later. Really? For, like a huge upsell. Yeah. That's, a, oh, that, that's yeah. a smart woman right there. Yeah. <laughs> She's also an asshole. Just kidding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You don't, have, you don't have to cut that out, by the way. It's fine. <laughs> so media outlets called her the Tejano Madonna for her clothing choices. She also ranks among the most influential Latin artists of all time and is credited and is credited for catapulting a music genre into the mainstream market. And this is because mostly if you don't live in Texas, chances are you don't listen to Tejano. Um, and if you do, you probably do not like sing along with it to your friends. Right. So, you know, it was one of the first times that Tejano actually reached a point where it was going into all markets and all outlets, and it hasn't really hit that point since then. Because um, when you think of Latin artists, you think of, like, Shakira or Mark Anthony, and they don't have a whole bunch of accordions in the background helping them. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Selena was the youngest child of the Quintanilla family. She debuted on the music scene in 1980 as a member of the band Selena y Los Dinos, which also included her elder, elder siblings, Abby Quitania, who also, uh, I believe he founded the Cumbia Kings, which if for us, all through like middle school and high school dances, like nothing but Asuquinta everywhere. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, stop right now, pause it, go look up Asuquinta by the Cumbia Kings with K's, not C's. <laughs> and listen to it and then come back and you'll know why why i had to why i had to say that 
Um, and he was a guitarist. And then you had Suzette Quintanilla, who was on the drums. Selena began recording professionally in 1982, and in the 1980s, she was often criticized and was refused bookings at venues across Texas for performing Tejano music. And this wasn't because the venues didn't want brown people in there. It was because they didn't want Tejano music with a female lead. So a little bit about Tejano, a lot of it are like corridos or norteño singers. And those two things, they're often like about love ballads and it's often to women and it's a very specialized area within Tejano. And that's what's expected from a lot of big acts that come through. And so there was this idea at the time um, and, and she broke that ceiling and smashed it for people like um, Jennifer Pena. She broke the ceiling for them to actually be able to perform and headline at the Hano group because um, it was just really unheard of. However, her popularity grew after she won the Hano Music Award for Female Vocalist of the Year in 1987. And she won nine times after that, consecutively. <laughs> back to back. She was maybe a little bit good, guys. Just a little bit. I mean, just just a tiny bit. <laughs> Selena was signed to EMI Latin in 1989 and released her self-titled debut album the same year, while her brother became her principal music producer and songwriter. Selena released Entre Mi Mundo in 1992, which peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard Regional Mexican Albums chart for eight consecutive months. The album's commercial success led music critics to call her to call it her breakthrough recording of her musical career. One of its singles, Como La Flor, which is like iconic Selena right there. And it's probably one of the ones that if you don't know who Selena is, you probably at least know what Como La Flor is. Um, mm -hmm. Became one of her most popular signature songs. Live, exclamation point, was, was released. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded important. It's in the I don't, you know, I don't love that title. <laughs> <laughs> just think jazz hands live <laughs> <laughs> was released in 1993 and it won best Mexican Amer Mexican American album at the 1994 Grammy Awards becoming the first recording by a female Tejano artist to do so in 1994 Selena released Amor Prohibido which is my favorite song by the way like out of all, I think I should. I think I, that should have been one of the questions. What what what's you guys' favorite songs? Oh man, I, Dreaming of You always. Just because I don't understand what she's saying in any of the other songs. Uh, <laughs> I think one of. Oh man, oh, fuck. I don't know. One song that comes to mind that I do love is Tu Solo Tu. Oh yes, oh, I love that song so much with the trumpets and everything. It just. I, even though I don't, even though I just know what tu solo tu means and I don't know what anything else means, I still love it. Amor Prohibido is probably one of my favorites. And Techno Cumbia, because that song is just oh, yeah. like, you're going to get up off your ass and dance to that. Dude, she speaks so fast in that song. Yes! It's it makes insane. no sense. I'm like, what are you, it's like she's <laughs> rapping in Spanish. Like, and part of, the thing that makes it even better is I feel like when she was doing that, she was also thinking, what was I saying while she was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she was like out of breath and be like, oh my God, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> I hope I wasn't cussing somebody out. <laughs> Please don't let this be a diss track. <laughs> 
1994, Selena released Amor Prohibido, which became one of the best-selling best-selling Latin albums in the United States. It was critically acclaimed as being responsible for Tejano music's first marketable era as it became one of the most popular Latin American subgenres of all time. Amor Prohibido has been ranked among the most essential Latin recordings of the past 50 years by Billboard magazine, while the publication nominated nominated it for its list of top 100 albums of all time. It ranked number 19 on NPR's list of the 150 greatest albums by women so that's a that's amazing yeah like that's insane and it kind of makes me mad because every time i talked about doing a selena episode sorry to put you on blast adrian and matt but all you said was why do people care about her do people really want to listen to an episode about selena i'm like yes they do because she did incredible things yeah in a very short amount of time yes yes yeah, like she's like, I think if you're listening and you haven't heard about Selena or you have that question in mind and it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes me kind of think, question your tastes and things if you don't think people should like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but just from what I have said alone, that type of impact is rare when it comes to musical artists. There are very few who can do that. There are very few who can sell records after they've died and still make those things go gold. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, continue to break charts and continue to have people so invested and in love with them. And y'all need to shut up, sit down and hear the gospel of Selena because she's important. (laughs) Tell (laughs) him. Selena Bible is on its way to you. Yes. Right now as we speak. So um, I had to put in that Selena and her guitarist, Chris Perez, eloped in 1992 after her father raised concerns over their relationship. And I had to put that in because that for me in the movie was like the best love story of all time after he crashed (laughs) in the hotel room and they're talking in the stairwell and they're like, oh crap, no, we love each other. And yeah, I... I love their love story so much. What's that? What's that actor's name? Ooh, I don't know. Um, Hotness. He's so hot. Ugh. He's really. Hot. I think that's why that love story is also so great in that movie. Because you're like, I believe it. I'd fall in love with you too. I'd let you trash any hotel room. And there are there are few people who can pull off a, a, a ponytail. F- few guys. Very like, few. Yeah. Very few. But I mean, I him in that ponytail, that. I was like, hey, give it yes. to me now. Oh, man. Hands hot. Hands (laughs) That was probably one of my first crushes. Ooh. That's a good choice. Yeah, it is. Wait, I think I had a thing for ponytails when I was a kid. Because my other one was also Tommy (laughs) from the Power Rangers, who also had a Oh, Tommy was hot, too. Dang, that's oh, old. School. You had a thing for ponytails. Yes, yeah, yeah. so think about that '90s ponytail. It made the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. I do love their love story in the movie. The only thing I wish that was different. I mean, I wish they would have stuck. Like, I wish they would have did because in real life, Chris uh, and Selena exchanged "I love yous" uh, while they were eating pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish they would have put it in that scene instead of later when, when did he say that he loved her in the movie? Like 
on a boardwalk or something. I don't, yeah, I don't they were know. on that boardwalk pier, and then they get in the truck, and they're like, oh, my God, we got married. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I would just wish they would exchange I love yous. Because they have a pizza you know, scene. Pizza. They have a pizza yeah. thing, scene where mm -hmm. she points out that she eats nothing but Doritos and pizzas by herself. Yeah, and that's like, why didn't you put I love you in there? Like, why didn't they exchange I love yous? I don't know, but. Which when Whatever. I was younger and still kind of today, which is also why I ate a pizza like before I got on here to record, is I believe that her <laughs> I believe that her glorious booty came from pizza and Doritos. Probably. Yes. It Probably. may not be working for me, but <laughs> in my heart, it will happen. In my heart. She did have a nice butt. A really nice butt, actually. She was gorgeous. Yeah. She was perfect. She was yeah, she was perfect. I miss her oh, so much, guys. I'm like imagining her like dancing on stage in her different outfits. And are you, are you running smile. the the um, montage in your head? Yeah, I am. Of her yeah. performances. Yeah, <laughs> it's going you through have my head. To. The red bra or the red bustier? Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, gosh. Oh my gosh, that scene was so funny in the movie when she like comes out in her yeah. bustier. And he's like, Edward James, well, you know, the dad. He's like, what is that? Just freaks out. <laughs> and I, I love that scene so much because he goes in between Spanish and, and like, como se dice bustier. <laughs> and they tried to say, he's like, busti la caca. I don't know. <laughs> and it could be like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get into it in the boat why those, but just a little teaser for like 30. 30 minutes from now, that movie showed what a Mexican American family is like so freaking well. Yeah. Like, granted, we're not all living on tour buses and getting yelled at for going on stage in front of like hundreds of people in a brawl, but like that type of like switching of languages and just everything. It was everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then. Her life was cut tragically short, March 31st, 1995, when she was shot and killed by the devil herself. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I, will, I will let you guys handle these, this part. That's us. Oh, have, did I, I should have sent you or. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so Yolanda was crazy. <laughs> she just throw that shit out there right now. Start at the beginning. That bitch was crazy. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, she had a, a history of stealing from her employers. And, uh, I mean, oh, shoot, I didn't even talk about the fact that Yolanda killed Selena. Should I have addressed that first? Well, I said the devil herself. Well, she said and that. Then you oh, said okay, Yolanda. Well, and I think... I think or, I think they can put two. well yes the devil I mean, herself yeah the devil point. herself is Yolanda Saldivar and I feel like <laughs> you should, I feel like you should know that Yolanda killed Selena I, I feel like there is no reason for you not to know this even if you know nothing no. about Selena so basically Yolanda was running what her um fan, fan club. club yeah mm -hmm. and she was collecting money from her stores. The her clothing stores from her fans and she was pocketing some of it um and selena's dad and selena and her sister all went to confront her one day and say what's what's going on where's my money 
Um, yeah, like, where's the money? It's disappearing. What's going on, bitch? Yeah. And she <laughs> uh, she denied it. I didn't do it. I can prove it to you. And just to go kind of to show what kind of person Selena was, she didn't instantly say, like, no, this is fishy. You're done. She's like, okay, I'll let you prove to me. Like, I'm going to believe this story that you're telling me, which, I mean, I wish she hadn't. <laughs> um, they should have let her go in that moment right there when we were questioning. Uh, so on the morning of March 31st, 1995, Selena decided to meet up with Yolanda um, at a hotel room in the Days Inn in Corpus Christi. She went there to get financial papers from Yolanda. And uh, Yolanda said, please hold on these papers because I just got raped in Mexico and I need to go to the hospital. Well, she just yeah, gets worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, now she's she, claiming fake rape. Yeah, yeah. She she had told Selena that she was raped, and then I think Selena was like, "Let me take you to the hospital." Yeah, yeah. And so, um, they took her. You know, Selena took her to the hospital, and then turns out, surprise, surprise, uh, Yolanda hadn't been raped. And so they go back to the Days Inn, and they get into like an altercation, right? Yeah. And then Selena, I think, turns around and goes to leave. Because yeah. she ends up shooting her. Yeah, Yolanda ends up shooting her in the back. And then Selena runs. Um, she runs to the lobby and collapses on the floor. And the um, one of the uh, workers runs up to Selena and, you know, they, you know, yells at somebody else to call 911. So they call their calling 911 then selena tells them that you know in her last like moments she tells them yolanda yolanda did it and they give her the room number she gives them the room number number, yeah Yeah, she gives them the room number which is a badass move yeah yeah like that like that (laughs) yeah so she gives them the room number and then the you know ambulance comes but she you know when yolanda shot her she hit an artery so she just passed away off of that you know the blood just kept coming and coming and would not stop so and then didn't, Yolanda, didn't she use like hollow points or something like one of those like insane rounds yeah i'm not sure, I'm not what sure. she used um that's probably information that we should know but that's also the kind of podcast we have <laughs> <laughs> hardly any information no just kidding <laughs> um no so then after that to make matters worse instead of turning herself in and saying I did it, you know, sorry, <laughs> maybe sorry. She went and had a nine and a half hour standoff with police. And which annoys me the most out of most things in this world. It's like you you do something and then you waste nine and a half hours of someone's day threatening to kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, go away. <laughs> just go away. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she just, it's like, why? Why did you just, uh, I I don't know. And I don't think she's ever taken, know. like, responsibility, right? She's never no, said. No, she hasn't. I'm pretty no, sure yeah. she hasn't. No. No. And all the interview, in her interview with, um, what's that? Bar- Barbara? Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters. Oh, Barbara Walters oh, is getting so old. I know. I didn't see, or all she says is, like, Selena was my friend. Selena was my best friend. 
but nobody asked you that, you bitch. <laughs> no, like, that's all I hear her say. I was like, obviously she wasn't your friend. You fucking shot her. Like, yeah. <sighs> no, she was just... I mean, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, don't ever kill anyone, but if you do own it and apologize for it and i think you're a real piece of shit when you don't she's a cunt especially especially when your victim names you as the person who did it yeah yeah but it's like why are you wasting everybody's time just own up to it we all know you did it own up to it and you know own your shit that's my favorite thing to say. I know. Own your shit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And she was just, she was obsessed with Selena. She, I mean, there was no reason, there was no reason to shoot her. I honestly don't think like Selena would have turned her in for stealing. Yeah. Like, I don't think she would have. I think that's who she was. Yeah. I think she, she loved this woman. She cared about her. She was her friend. And she, you know, she's over here worried that she's, or, pretty clearly she's stealing from her and she's taking her to the hospital because she got fake raped like that she was a good person so i don't think she would have taken time out of her life to like pursue charges i mean maybe abraham would have yeah abraham would have <laughs> like sued yeah. her as hard as he could yeah. and like made oh, yeah. sure he got every single thing but i do feel like selena would have fought for her to not have that like selena would have yeah. seen mm-hmm. the good in her even while everybody was telling her not to. Yeah. Which and I think she would have been like, just was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think Yolanda was like so obsessed that when Selena was like, okay, you're clearly lying. I'm done with this. I'm leaving. It was almost like she was leaving her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I think that's why she shot her. Yeah. That makes not sense. Not because whatever story, whatever BS story she came up with. <sighs> I don't even remember what it was. That she was. I have her. a hard time paying attention to her because she's so gross. You I know what? Her talk. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen that actress who plays Yolanda in like maybe two other things, and I instantly hate her. Like, I feel like <laughs> that movie ruined her career. Like, yeah. I feel like it really screwed her. Yeah, I think it did too. I don't know what. I think I've seen her. In a, I saw her in another one, but uh, I don't remember what else I saw her in. But it I was, was like, like uh, I couldn't get Yolanda. Like, yeah. you know head. that character. I couldn't get that character out of my head. So I was like, uh. It was like the role of a lifetime for her, and then also just like screwed her, yeah, so now, royally. Now everybody just hates her, the actress. <laughs> <laughs> Going up to her like random people, like you killed Selena. <laughs> like she's like, no, I know I didn't. It wasn't me. It wasn't yeah. me. I'm not gonna lie. Like six or seven year old me probably would have definitely done that to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, to like fifteen year old me probably would have done that to her. <laughs> I think she's dead now, isn't she? So we're all talking shit. She's dead. She oh, died in. crap. I think she is dead, yeah. No, the actress. The actress, yeah. Yolanda uh, is still, still alive, huh? Although every year, like, some <laughs> random person posts a thing that she died when she totally didn't yet. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, almost every year, it's like a, a hoax of that. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, about Yolanda Salvador, whatever her name is, died. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Sal- Salvador, but it's Saldivar. Uh, who cares know. i can't talk today uh um, sorry <laughs> but it, uh evil lives a long time so she'll be fine <laughs> just good for the next well i think the only reason she lived is because they had to move her into solitary because oh, oh they, yeah they wanted to kill her while she was in jail because she killed selena like she could not yeah. like even if you were a criminal you love selena 
Yeah. And again, had no remorse for it. No. Yeah. None. I don't think she'll ever own up to it, ever. No. It's been Why now? 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. It'll never yeah. happen. So, yeah. That's <laughs> that's our, our spiel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just. Oh, let me see. Wait, hold on. I'm more. It makes me so sad. I, I have a. How long she was sentenced for? Okay, so she has the uh, the possibility of parole coming up in 2025. How many years away oh, is that? God, 2025. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kate, tell us. Fuck, Matt. Kate, do fast math. No, Matt is the math person. <laughs> I just write the things we say. Wait, I'm fast with calculators. I'm, I'm saying that's I'm gonna guess, eight years. Oh, I was gonna guess seven years. years just How old is she? I was thinking seven. <laughs> So eight years. It could be seven years. I'm not great at math. No, it's probably eight because like seven and seven is 14. So then it would be one more and then 25. Yeah. So eight. That was all very confusing for me, Kate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Justine. Sometimes when I hear things, I'm like, that sounds hard. My brain just goes, nope, 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 nope. Her brain just short circuits. <laughs> she does not. She just like stops. She just tunes out and does not pay attention. So how old is she? Because eight years isn't that far away. Like, could she get, no, she won't get out though, right? No, there is no way. Like, I feel, like, I feel for her own safety, they could not release her on parole. Yeah, no Like, way. if yeah, she I was released on parole, like. Yeah, no. She wouldn't last, like, a day. <laughs> which sucks. But, you know, I, I mean, it's still, like, a human life. It's, but it's a I shitty mean, human life. Yeah. Yeah. But she would. Yeah, not, she'll yeah. be sixty-five in eight years. Yeah, she was released there. Man, fuck, I don't know. Don't you have to like, like, say you're guilty though? I think you yeah. have to be like, oh I, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. And yeah, she's never to, gonna do it. So. Yeah, you have to accept guilt and show like remorse, and then like show mm -hmm. promise for like development outside of the system. I think is like the right. three things. Which yeah, that just not... came out of my head, so it could be wrong. Feel free to at me if I am wrong. Yeah, I feel like it sounded good to me. Yeah, you sound <laughs> right. <laughs> so we are going to co-sign. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So I mean, like that—that that part sucks the most because I part because like I've I heard you guys do which by the way you need to go check out their episode on Selena it's episode 11 right yes of it's about damn sure. crime pause this go listen to it come back it's a great episode <laughs> um yeah. but like whenever I've like read about her death or listened to podcasts about it or anything it's just so hard because like one of the reasons she bled out was because she ran to safety and I'm like but if she had just laid there, then it's like, but then would Yolanda had even reported it? Like, would she just no, no. either way? Like, I, yeah, like she might have shot her again. Yeah. And part of me feels like <clears throat> Yolanda was crazy enough to like keep her body in like storage or something. Like, yeah, probably. Like, like oh, I never saw her. She wasn't here. Yeah. She has her at her house. Honestly, oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I think that the same thing would happen. I think that if Selena would have stayed there, Yolanda probably would have shot her again. And then probably would have done another nine-hour standoff Stand with off. police. Yeah, I think it would have been the same outcome. Then she wouldn't own yeah. up to it. It'd just be the same thing. She makes me so angry. Like listeners, I'm like actually really pissed off right now. Like just thinking about 
<laughs> Yolanda. Um, yeah, and like the scene in the movie, which is oh, a, morbidly one of my one of my favorite scenes when um, the White Rose hits the stage, and then it transitions to the hospital. You know, the ambulance, and then the hospital, and you hear dreaming of you playing. Maybe that's why it makes you cry. That 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 that, that because, is. I think that's why it makes me cry because it reminds you of the ending of the movie. Yeah, but uh, I also yeah they don't like white roses because of that movie. At all. I don't like roses at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it's you know her songs playing, and then it's slow motion. Her family's crying and hugging each other. It, it makes me cry every single time. But I just love that that whole the whole ending was it was good. And then yeah, the ring. Good. The ring falling to the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That ugly ass egg ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Selena had a thing for eggs. That's gross. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's even more heartbreaking just because, I mean, yes, she was talented. She was a superstar. But she also came from, like, this really loving, adoring family that just, you could tell how much they loved each other. And to lose... A, a daughter and a sister, you know, it sucks. Yeah, and I was. She's... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, no I, 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 I was just, I was just I, rambling. I was like, <laughs> I, I suck at interrupting people. I don't know when to shut up. So, <laughs> uh, no, like I think I, I watched this. Um, Billboard did like a 10 minute like mini thing on her um, at the t- at the 20th anniversary of her death, and AB's talking about her, and he's he's talking about how like no memory is a bad memory. Even if it makes you cry, it's not a bad memory. Like no memory can make you sad. And he was talking about um, going to the places she had been and listening to her songs. And he said that one of his favorite things is listening to people talk about her because he knows that she's not gone yet. And it's just, it's, like, you're right. Like she had, like, she was a really strong family. Like honestly, like Selena's story is very much the American dream. Like they had nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they had a restaurant, which mm-hmm. has the best name ever. Like Papagayos is like, I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think it is. And then they didn't. And they invested everything in their daughter. Mm-hmm. And she succeeded and she was pretty much a mogul before like moguls were a thing. Yeah. And then it happened. And and that um that tribute that they did was really interesting to watch because in it there's a part where they went to go interview the owners of one of Selena's favorite restaurants. And they were talking about how Abraham, her father, was there the morning that she had died. And he received a call and he ran out of the restaurant and nobody knew anything. And then he called and told them and they were they they made an announcement to the restaurant. And they said, like, in that moment, it just got silent. And then everybody started crying. And... Like, I think that's, like, that is how, like, so many people felt when she died. Like, it wasn't something that was small. Um, it Everybody felt it pretty much everywhere. And so we've obviously talked about her importance to us, her bio, her death. And I think this is what leads us into the but why, though. Is like, why are we still talking about her 22 years later? Um, this April 16th, the Alamo Draft House here in Texas did a special screening of the Selena movie. 
there have been festivals for her. There are still people who go and commemorate her in Corpus Christi where her her monument is. And for a lot of people, like I said earlier, who don't know why she's so important, these are some of the reasons. And the first one is making making Latin music. I, I'm using like apostrophe thingies because that's just a really vague <laughs> term. <laughs> making <laughs> Latin music cool and making like when I say this, this is like specifically for like the little brown girls out there. It made being Latinx cool. It made being a Mexican American cool. Like it wasn't you had somebody to say, hey, she's out there winning Grammys. She's out there. It, everybody is singing with her, singing the songs to her. Like I had like I went to a Catholic school and there was like all white kids and like just me. Um, and they were singing freaking Beady Beady Bum Bum. And <laughs> they also didn't know what she was saying, but they were still singing it. And she was cool to them. And so it, for us, it made us feel like we were cool too. And it made us really believe in ourselves that way. And so Tahana, like I said earlier, Tahana was never mainstream until she came along. It hadn't climbed the charts the way the way it had since when she since her and it hasn't done it after and before her death she was poised to make an english crossover album to to debut as an all-around pop star and not just a latin one and they did release that album it's dreaming of you um it's it was it was the first selena album i owned um and the only reason actually i knew she was dead was because she was on our dia de los muertos altars like there was always a picture of her. And that was the only reason I knew she was dead, but I didn't like really understand it until I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I understood it. Um, but she was yeah, always I on our altars. Dreaming of Dreaming of You was my first um it was my uh first cassette. <gasps> if you will. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it was my well it wasn't it wasn't my first cassette, but it was my first Selena cassette. Yeah. But then I got Amor Prohibido and I don't know what else. I think I just had those two. I had the um I had Celine, I had the live one. The live. Oh, did you? Live. <laughs> I had the hive. And then I also had uh like Selena, like just one that was Selena, which I think was like what they released from like specifically with the songs they used from the movie. Mm-hmm. I think oh. I, had, I had that. Um, which by the way, fun fact. Uh, they did not let Jennifer Lopez sing at all in the movie. Um, all of yeah, those yeah. tracks are Selena um, because first and foremost, um, Abraham Quintanilla and the Quintanilla family really guard Selena's um, identity um, and rightfully so. They don't let, like, they have to sign off on anything that is made with her li- her likeness. They have to sign off on any use of her music. Um, and that's kind of come into a lot of controversy right now because I think Telemundo is going to do like this series where it's like super like gory like Selena death stuff and like it, it's really weird. It's like based off of this um, this supposed biography about Selena that is like the secrets of Selena or something. I don't know because I don't watch Telemundo like I'm not that brown. Um, <laughs> but like it's caused like this big controversy because like she's Lorena for a reason like you like and you know and this can probably have its faults too like she is so she is an icon that like there is really no negativity attached to that personally I've never learned anything negative so I don't know what 
like what I would even attach a negative to that. Um, but part of that is because the Quintanillas have worked really hard at maintaining her image in life is also her image in death and making sure that people can't, um, people can't ruin that idea for her or the idea of her. And I, I feel like I would do that. Like if somebody I love passed away, like I would make sure that they're treated with the respect and the dignity that they, that they deserve, especially when they've done so much. So, yeah, I remember I told my mom, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we were going to talk about Selena and she's like, oh, are you guys going to talk about, oh, what'd she say? Are you guys going to, something about like Selena seeing a doctor on the side, like basically cheating on her husband with some doctor. What? Because that's, some, you know, like there's all these crazy rumors yeah. on, you know, and so I don't know. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. And she's like, well, that's just one of the things, the many things that I heard about her, like, she was seeing some doc, some doctor on the side or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I have no idea what, like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, she's like, that's just what I heard, blah, blah. And so I'm sure probably that secret to Selena, it's going to be all stuff like that probably. Oh, yeah. I, I, that makes sense. I had never just heard nonsense. that. Just nonsense. I have never heard that. God, yeah. There's crazy things on the internet. It's just crazy things. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So who knows? I think it would be interesting to hear that she wasn't so perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. Needs to be uglier. Like they don't need to drag her through the mud. But I think when you have someone that you look up to and you're like, this person was so amazing, so so perfect. Like you almost want to live up to that. You know what I mean? If you idolize yeah. her that much, and that's that's not normal. Like no. everyone has their faults. So yeah. I think it would be interesting to see that side of her and i i think it would probably make people feel closer to her too right if you knew yeah yeah more about her in that aspect like no one's perfect yeah no one yeah i feel like she's put in this like perfect little bubble and i don't know it's kind of like fantasy like like she's just yeah perfect and she can't do anything wrong so like justine said it would be interesting to see you know her faults or what you know if she did something wrong or whatever it would just make her like more real like more real right. as a person <clears throat> just yeah. more uh relatable yeah no that that makes sense that makes a lot of sense i feel like and this is this is like so i grew up like my family's catholic i grew up catholic and like our entire mexican neighborhood was catholic and so at like the the Bonaderia, like the um the bakery and stuff, they would have pictures of the Virgin Mary, but right underneath it, they'd have a picture of Selena, the one from uh from Amor Prohibido, where she has like that like ruffly white shirt with like yeah. <laughs> um they always had a picture of her. And I think in many ways she's kind of like the saintly figure, like where like mm -hmm. nobody says anything bad about her nobody like mentions anything like because i think too like i think they were kind of open about the stuff with chris but i think that that did get pretty bad because she was super young when yeah. mm -hmm. when um when they got married when they started seeing each other like that and i think like that probably that probably got sanitized a little bit mm -hmm. um, but like, I, I totally understand, like, the, the Quintanillas doing it, but I, I kind of agree. Like, it would be nice to see, like, 
all sides of her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even that relationship, she was so young. Like, relationships are hard as hell as it is. Ask the old single lady over here. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) Especially at that age, she's a superstar. He's got fame, too, because he's her husband, and he's good-looking. He's a guitarist. He's a rock star. You know, I'm sure there was all kinds of issues there. Um... Which to young fans could kind of be like a learning lesson. Like maybe don't settle down that yet. But that's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I I personally don't like it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know. um, I keep forgetting Abraham. I keep forgetting his name. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham. Um, I know he didn't want to put the elope scene in the movie. Yeah. He was like totally against that because he didn't want, you know. You don't want young girls thinking that it's okay to, you know, elope, you know, go, go and elope, you know. He didn't want young girls thinking like that. So he wanted to take it out, but um, no, they left it in. And yeah, I think I, uh, I think Chris had a say in that. Yeah, I think, I think he did. Yeah. Because yeah, he's had a pretty big say in her as well. Not as much as her family because her family actually owns her music and stuff like that. But like Chris, uh, like Chris wrote a book that came out and it was to Selena with love where he pretty much like documented their relationship and everything like, and I think, uh, I think Suzette and AB have been more open with, uh, with who she is and like, like on Chris's side and stuff like that. Cause I think in like all of the, um, like all the interviews with Suzette, her sister, she's always like, I still think of Chris as my brother-in-law no matter what. Um, and so that's really nice. Um, but I do know, like, one of the reasons why the Selena movie is so accurate is because of how much the Quintanillas had in making it. But that also means, like you said, like, they did have a call on some scenes. Um, but I'm really happy that made it in because I thought it was romantic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, I do know, like, one of the main controversies around her when she was alive was that people didn't like that she dressed so sexy. And because she became a sex symbol and people didn't like it because so many young girls looked up to her mm-hmm. and they didn't want her, they didn't want her to be that way because then like, that's what young women would see. And I think specifically for um, Mexican Americans or like the Latinx community, like the only thing we see are Selma Hayek's and Penelope Cruz's mm-hmm. in like, um, in sultry seductress roles. Like we already have that. So I think a lot of people were like, cover up please and selena was like nah i look really good i'm gonna get <laughs> and then i was like back yes, at this selena. Again. love it <laughs> <laughs> like let me wear my boosty la caca or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, i mean if you have the body and and she was a fashion designer yeah. so you know all the stuff that she made or all the stuff that she wore she made so yeah. or designed it so um yeah, I think from the very beginning, it was her and her mom making the costumes yeah. and deciding what it was going to be. It wasn't like she had, like, some agent in the background saying, you know, like, oh, wear you this. Do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Everybody wear whatever the hell you want, okay? If As long as I don't have to see your butthole, I'm good. <laughs> just cover the butthole. Anything you want. <laughs> just, just cover the butthole. <laughs> Make sure to cover the butthole, everybody. <laughs> Well, you do not spread in the cheeks. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so first and foremost, uh, Tejano music, like I said early, earlier, is largely dominated by males, and Selena making it big among Mexican-Americans was huge. Uh, she had a total of five number one singles on the Billboard's Hot Latin Tracks chart. She had one Billboard 200 number one track, and it was her fifth and final studio LP, Dreaming of You. This was post-human, uh, post-hum, post-humus, post, yeah. Posthumous album. Um, <laughs> and it was a first for any Latin female act, and it really hasn't been repeated like in mass afterwards. I like I said, this is my first one for her, so I was really, really obsessed. Um, she had six posthumous Selena releases um that have gone to number one uh, of the top Latin albums charts since her death. The most recent one was in 2012. The only other Latina to land a number one on the Billboard 200 was Jennifer Lopez, who played Selena in the 1997 biopic that we've talked so much about. And you can easily say that without Selena, you don't have J-Lo. Uh, specifically, you don't have her. You do not have Jennifer Lopez going to the heights that she did. You don't have mm -hmm. Shakira breaking into the English market as easily as she did. You don't get Latin artists moving so fluidly into the English market without Selena doing it first. Um, it wasn't easy. Like other than like, if you think back to it, like you don't have that many people who actively maintain a Spanish and an English career you usually have one offs like the Macarena or like mm -hmm. that ketchup song, which I don't know if y'all know what song that is. No. no. The he, the ha, the he. The Hedis, the Hedis. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that you're seeing it. Yeah, I didn't know it was called the ketchup song. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. That or I'm making shit up, which is a very big possibility. I like um, it. No, They're I love a real big song. fans of tomatoes. <laughs> I love tomatoes and I love ketchup. I hate all those things. Right? I get like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we have those things. And then you have the atrocious Despacito. I apologize if anybody likes that song. Uh, I liked that song, How Dare You, Kate? <laughs> and then it was on every five minutes. And then it kind of made me want to jab my ears out. <laughs> jab your ears out? <laughs> I liked it. And then I heard Justin Bieber in a club making fun of Spanish. And then I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> Hey, that was me too. I was like, oh my gosh, he's talking about Doritos. Now I'm just <laughs> yeah. hungry. Justin Bieber. He needs, um, I feel like he just needs a hug. <laughs> he, needs, he needs his childhood back is what he really needs. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. This is true. So like Jennifer Lopez actively admits, and she talks about it a lot, um, I mean, not a lot, but like whenever people ask her if Selena had to do with her becoming someone like beyond just the role. And she she said it had a lot to do with it. All those performances I sang in musicals before, but as part of the cast, never as a solo artist up front or a recording artist. It made me realize don't neglect parts of yourself and let people put you in a box because you're an actress. You can do this and you can also do that. Life is short and you don't know what's going to happen. Go for your dreams and don't let anyone hold you back. And beyond that, she said that what spurred her to release her first album was actually, was that role. And she said many, many times that Selena 
she feels like Selena was her mentor. Even though she was already dead, she felt like Selena was her mentor and getting to perform her and be her in that biopic made her understand the type of work ethic that Selena had to succeed. And like, so one of the big things that all this worked and mattered was because she embraced her Tejana identity and she made a career and she was a success, not pretending to be somebody else and not catering to English speaking audiences. She was she was Mexican-American, she was Latina, she was Tejana, she was Chicana, and she was all of those things unapologetically. And when she made the move to English, or when she started the move, because she technically didn't get to finish it, um, everybody was already in love with her for what she had already done in Spanish, mm-hmm. which is just astounding, because some people can be really racist, and the fact that somebody can have that large of a fan base while only producing Spanish music music shows her talent and shows how good it was um yeah she's also known for redefining latin music altogether specifically tejano and cumbia by mixing r&b techno pop and country into a lot of her work um she's inspired a couple of little people like whitney houston (laughs) the one and only beyonce who is a former texan or who is a texan and as a child saw Selena's success and said she wanted to be her. And guess <laughs> what? If Selena had lived, she would have been Beyonce. Clothing line, acting, singing, like everything. Um, Debbie Lovato credits her. Lady Gaga says specifically that her costuming choices and her ability to be daring in what she's chosen is influenced directly from Selena's look on stage. Um, mostly the bustiers. Um, Jennifer yeah. Peña and Jenny Rivera, who are two really prominent Tejana singers who would not have happened without Selena. Um, Katy Perry, and I did not know this, but Megan Trainer, that all about that bass person, uh-huh. she said that like she, her number one influence was Selena. And that's why she wanted to succeed. Really? Which is really weird. That's so cute. I love that. That's so weird. I didn't. I did not know that. Like, like this just shows you like the scope of her influence. Like, it wasn't just little. Like, it was mo. Like, it was for the little brown girls, but so mm. many other women and girls were influenced by what she was doing. Um, yeah. yeah. Just because she was successful, and she was successful yeah. in a number of things. Um, Adrian, mm-hmm. she was a woman. Yeah, she was a woman. Successful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she it, was a woman that had a, you know, her fashion. She started doing her fashion. Type. She had a fan club. She's a she spokesperson. Was, she, she was a Coca-Cola she was, spokesperson. Yeah, she was a spokesperson. I mean, she was doing all these, you know, amazing things. It kind of like just paved the way. Yeah. Yep. Um. Obviously talked about J-Lo. Uh, she also credits, uh, Jennifer Lopez also credits Selena with the Spanish explosion. So if you remember that time in like the late 90s, early 2000s with Ricky Martin, Mark Anthony, mm-hmm. Shakira, her, like they were all coming up and she credits specifically um, Selena and uh, the popularity of her biography and the continuing um, posthumous albums that were uh, released um also 
if you look at some Kardashian Instagrams <laughs> and like some people who are trying to accent their butts, the high-waisted tight pants with a bra, Selena wore that on stage for everything before you were making a bunch of money off of it, Kylie Jenner. That's all I have to say. Dang, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, I feel like I feel like all of the like '90s styles are like coming back. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're like circling back, and so everybody's wearing the high waisted pants. I'm wearing high waisted pants right now. You just can't see because I'm sitting down. But so, like we've said the entire show, the other main but why though is that like for representation and being a role model for young women girls and specifically and specifically latinas she did what nobody else really did so if you were born after she was already dead you really don't feel that impact but for everybody before that point you do and i think it's really important because she showed all the different ways you can be like she wasn't just a singer she was a businesswoman the clothing line but on top of that she was also a really big philanthropist and she worked really hard at giving back to her community she never forgot where she came from they had an agency that would help book and get artists going and a lot of that was for latin artists specifically trying to break them out and re give that hand out after she had already succeeded for people who were trying to succeed too she also made sure to go and speak at local high schools in texas there was one that she went back to a lot here in austin i don't remember the name but she would go back and she would talk about the importance of of an education and the importance of remaining in school because even though her father took her out of school when she was in eighth grade. She did go back and get a diploma and was enrolled in college for business business administration. So she stressed for kids and students and teenagers to just make sure that they stayed in school, got their educations, did something with their lives. Also, I don't know about you guys, but one of the first times I felt represented in a movie was Selena. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of that, and I I tweet about it like maybe once a month, probably more, but that speech that Abraham or Edward James almost gives in the car to AB and Selena is about, yeah, we got to prove to the Mexicans how Mexican we are. We got to prove to the Americans how American we are. We have to be way more Mexican than the Mexicans and more American than the Americans, both at the same time. And it's exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. Like, you have to know about Christina, but you also have to know about Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer. And you have to know about both worlds because, and I think what this spoke to is what we talked about in the beginning as people who are far removed from mexico we have to live in both worlds and we're like i like you said just uh, like we're like we're not accepted in either one a lot of the times (laughs) and it sucks like i tried to get into hispanic like hispanic like societies and stuff when i was an undergrad and all of them made me feel really bad because i couldn't speak spanish with them because they would just all break into spanish and I'm just like, well, I don't understand. Well, you should understand you're Mexican. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. I always feel bad when I'm like, when somebody comes up to me and starts speaking Spanish and I'm like, oh, no, sorry. No, hablo espanol. Sorry. What? 
they just like get so like it looks like they're offended like, like yeah, they get offended angry them. it's like they get angry and that you don't know how to speak spanish and it's like i don't know what you want from me lady <laughs> and then i just leave so i remember being in high school and i'm mexican so i would get invited to all the other mexican kid parties or whatever and I never felt like I fit there, right? Like they would be playing Spanish music and they're all, I speaking Spanish to each other and I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't know what anyone was saying ever. And then I would go to a party with a bunch of white kids and I'm like, I don't fit here either. They don't, everyone's looking at me like, why are you here? So then what I did is I found a bunch of Hawaiian friends <laughs> and then another oh. super whitewashed Mexican. <laughs> me? <laughs> I just suck at making friends. Aww. No well, way. We'll be your friend. Yeah. Yes! We'll just, we just do this on Friday nights. We'll just sit here and get drunk together. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend from high school. Uh, she's one of my best friends. And um, I see her like when I go to her house her um, family speaks Spanish. So when her dad comes up to me and speaks, starts speaking Spanish, I'm like, it's like we do this. It's like he forgets every single time I go mm-hmm. there that I don't speak Spanish. And so I just have to keep reminding him every time I go, I'm like, sir, I do not know how to speak Spanish. Oh, you don't know how to speak Spanish. I was like, I have to tell you this every single time. <laughs> you know I don't. Like now you're just being mean. Now you're just <laughs> reminding me that I don't speak Spanish. He just laughs and then walks away. <laughs> no, actually, my best friend in high school, um, she was a first generation. Her parents immigrated here from Mexico and they spoke only Spanish. And like her and her younger siblings would translate for them. Um, but like I spent we spent so much time at each other's houses. Um, her mom was a phenomenal cook, like. Oh my God. So I always wanted to go over there for dinner. (laughs) When I would go over there, it was nothing but Spanish. And it wasn't that like they would perp, like they weren't like they had to speak to me in Spanish because they literally could not speak another language. And so it was trying to navigate, like, how do I use what I know and like point to things and like kind of show you when like I'm alone in the room with my friend's mother because I can't really communicate. I mean, it worked out, and I actually picked up more Spanish going over to her house every week because, like, I had to pick things up right. in mm-hmm. my house because, like, I think the last but why, though, is just because Texas, um, like, Texas <laughs> is obsessed with her in her hometown of Corpus. Well, she was born in Lake Jackson, but she grew up in Corpus. Am I right? Is that, is that what um, it was? I think, that's I think right. so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corpus Christi claims her, I guess, is the, <laughs> is, yeah. Is yeah. the better yeah. one. Um, and she has a entire monument built to her um, that I still haven't, I still haven't visit, visited. Um, but after <laughs> after her death, baby Bush, uh, George W. H. Or, or, not H. George W. Bush, um, baby Bush, made April 16th Selena's birthday, <laughs> Selena Day. And it's still celebrated today. Um, the Alamo Draft House, like I said, does annual screenings of the Selena movie to celebrate it. Um, there are a whole bunch of like uh, Selena impersonators who make a really good living impersonating Selena here in Texas. 
Like it's kind of insane. Um, that's like that's like yeah. our Elvis. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually a pretty lucrative job to be a good Selena. Um wow. That's tight. I would I would watch a Selena impersonator. Me too. I wish I could become a Selena impersonator. Oh, no. I really wish that. <laughs> She's so rude. She's always uh ruining my dreams. Listen, you've been talking crap about my hair all day today. No, I have not. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to crush this dream. <laughs> You're rude. <laughs> um, the reason Baby Bush went ahead and made it a state holiday or state recognized day was because he said that Selena represented the essence of South Texas culture and that she never forgot where she came from, which is really important because guess what, yeah. guys? People listening, Mexicans, define Texas. <laughs> We're a huge part of it. And George Bush said so. So, like, you got an old white guy who said it. It wasn't yeah. the brown girl on the podcast. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God, I never thought I'd be using George W. Bush to justify anything. <laughs> Um, so I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you all celebrate Day of the Dead, but I know here in Texas, at all the things I've been to, at least in Central Texas, during Dia de los Muertos, uh, Day of the Dead, uh, you see Selena everywhere. And people kind of use it as a stereotype because there are, like, we went to the festival here in Austin and there were guys with lowriders who had uh, pictures, like giant pictures of Selena in front of their cars because they were honoring her. And one, I thought of immediately, anything for Salinas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, I realized how that can be made to look pretty stereotypical. But she means so much to everybody and Mexican-American culture that I it's not really a stereotype. And you can't diminish it just because it's guys with cars doing it. Like, it is still important. Yeah. Like, yeah. They could do anybody. I mean, like, they chose to have her out there instead of, like, the traditional Aztec holding a naked woman. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've seen that. I remember growing up and seeing that everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, I don't wonder What? What? <laughs> what is yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, like I said too, like my family had a picture of her on our on our 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 altars, um, and mm -hmm. it was important to us, and she was important to us. Um, in 2015, Corpus Christi held Fiesta de la Flor, um, which is the the name is to uh, resemble como la flor, um, and it raised 13 million dollars, and it had 52,000 people come in. And 72% of those 52,000 people were from outside of Texas. Wow. And obviously, you guys aren't from Texas. So, like, right. she does reach beyond Texas. Yes. Yeah. She really does. And lastly, I probably should have put this, like, up when we talked about her dying instead of, like, at the very bottom. But, you know, notes are hard. Um <laughs> <laughs> Reactions to her death were compared to those following the deaths of musicians John Lennon, Elvis Presley, and U.S. President John F. Kennedy. Major television networks interrupted the regular programming to break the news. Tom Brokaw referred to Selena as the Mexican Madonna, and her death was the front page news of the New York Times for two days. Numerous vigils and memorials were held in her honor, and radio stations in Texas played her music nonstop. 
Her funeral drew more than 60,000 mourners, many of whom traveled from, traveled from outside the United States because she was an international pop star. The news struck the Hispanic community extremely hard, and many fans traveled thousands of miles to Selena's houses and boutiques and the crime scene to hold vigils and commemorate her life. And if you look on YouTube, like there, like it was broadcasted. Her funeral was broadcasted on TV, like freaking Princess Diana. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was it was it was amazing to see how many people like how uh, just how many people were there and how many people were, were death affected, affected. yeah yeah and i think too because she was such like a she had such a good image it's not like she was out shooting up heroin like she was a good she wasn't shaving her head and attacking people with an umbrella (laughs) she was you know doing she was killing the music scene she was this amazing businesswoman she was helping people she was just a, a good person and for her to die so young so tragically like i think it it hurt people i think when when a young person dies like it hurts people more than when an old person does sorry that's yeah. rude well no <laughs> I, I think true. That, i think I, <laughs> no i think it's true like if you like think about like movies and stuff where they show death or even just like people in general like a parent shouldn't have to lose their child like none right. of that like there's no word for a parent losing their child right and that that sucks and i think for a lot of people they they felt like selena was family i know we did yeah yeah, and obviously, like the family that ran Mario's Bakery on Thirty Fourth Street. Shout out Mario's, best <laughs> as ever. Um, they also loved her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that those are all. But why those? I had. Do you guys have any like specific things that? Oh, fuck. Do y'all have any? But why those on why she matters to you guys? Because uh, we say so. That's a good. There one. you go. There you go. I mean, why not? I mean, <laughs> everything everything that, you, you know, we mentioned in this episode, that you mentioned in this episode, actually, um, is the reason why I love her so much. You know, she's an inspiration to me, to you, and you, and you, and you listening better be an inspiration to you, too. Selena Bible. And if, yeah, if not, we're going to give you a Selena Bible. <laughs> or Brittany's going to threaten you. Or I'll threaten you. Yeah. <laughs> That works. Sorry, sorry, Kate. We're abusing your listeners. Oh no, that's fine. I make many a threat on ours, so that's <laughs> yeah. No, she was just she was. I mean, she's a shit story. I mean, it's not a shit story. She was such an inspiration, and she just dies so young, like it's horrible. But I think everybody can say selena touched them in some way i mean of course not the people who were like you said earlier that came after she was already gone um but there's probably something in their life that she touched and they're just not aware of it yeah i don't know so i think i want to what i'm gonna link it in the show notes i there's this video you know how they do like insert age group here watches like 90s music or watches like you know youtube videos of things there's one that they do with adult adults watch selena 
and it's heartbreaking. Like there are I've seen that. so many like people crying. Video. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, that, that shows why she matters. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. I came across it on Facebook and I watched it because I was real. I really wanted to know like, like how are these adults reacting to Selena? Yeah. And it's just insane. Like everybody, each and every one of those people knew about her. And, um, it, you know, I started crying. I was like, "Ugh!" I did too. And Matt, oh, Matt was like, "Why are you crying now?" It's like, "So funny." Like, He's been dead for twenty-two years. I know that's the problem. Here we go again. <laughs> and then you start speaking, speaking Spanish. Mi corazón, como la So yeah, um, I think that's it for this episode. I think we did a good job, guys. Yeah, we had fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for we'll come back on. Come on many a time. Yeah. Any any time. I just invited us. Yes. <laughs> well, you have to invite yourself. Like, uh, just just come, come to me. Be my friends. I need I need friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, the next time we have a party, we're just gonna like pop you up on the. We'll just Do set it. you up on the computer. <laughs> and we'll just get drunk together. That works. Yeah. <laughs> And I can just count how many beers it takes till I start singing and uh, uh, talking in Spanish. Oh my gosh. We're just, the three of us are just going to start communicating in Spanish, which will be amazing because I really don't know. No, you know, we should, <laughs> we should just communicate in Selena lyrics. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ashamed. <laughs> Okay, so I love I, I love you very much, Justine. And I love you very much, Brittany. And you make my days Aww. very, very bright when I listen to you all. So Aww. thanks for finding that. us. I'm I don't know how I found you guys. I just know I found you guys. And I was very happy that I found you guys. It was meant to be. It was. Yes. Where can people listening to this episode find you guys? Go ahead, Brittany. All right. We are on facebook and instagram at it's about damn crime like we say on our show run it together space it out we're there you'll find us um you can also follow us on twitter and snapchat at iadc podcast um you can go on our website it's about you can listen to our episodes there and you can basically find our episodes on any platform at yeah point, platform you are listening to whatever if we're not on the platform let us know we'll go on there yeah tell us as always, you can find me at Oh My Mithrandir on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find But Why Though at But Why Though PC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.com. Fuck. Did I say cock? Yeah. I like I <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you you should just leave that in. <laughs> oh my god, I. I would really like you to leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Let's try I'm that just, again. I'm going to start okay. dying. <coughs> okay. Facebook.com. I've collected myself. <laughs> okay. Facebook.com slash but why though PC. And you can find us at but why though podcast.com. We are also on everything. And as these lovely ladies have said if we're not on it let us know i will try to get us on there (laughs) 
So to close out the show, what we like to do is we like to ask guests, co-hosts, people who are not me, Matt, or Adrian, um, who I'm probably going to disown after I finish editing this episode because now it really hurts me deeply that they don't like Selena. Um, (laughs) We ask them what song they want to play. So I will choose the intro Selena song. You guys choose the outro Selena song. What you want, girl? I don't know. I love Thu Solo Thu. That's my song. But I'm in. You don't know what song that is. That's fine. Listen, put it on. I'll know what song it is. I don't know what any of her songs are called. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. Do you want to do different? A lot of her songs. Bye. 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 Mira como ando mi bien Muy dada a la borrachera Y a la perdición Tú, tú Has llenado